Hi, friends. I'm Chandra Sanchez. And I'm Misha Lazera. And you're listening to Bandwives. My favorite part of the podcast is when we just stare at each other for like 14 seconds <laughs> every time and wait for the other one to say hi. <laughs> and then we both just interrupt each other immediately <laughs> as soon as we jump in. How are you? I'm, the sun is shining. It's, it's not too warm. It's night. It's actually chilly this week, which I'm happy about. Um, I'm good. Just, just, you know, going along, doing the thing. What about you? Got home from LA. Yeah, the day before yesterday. That looked like an amazing, amazing time. It was an amazing time. Such a short trip for such a long flight, but mm-hmm. worth it. Uh, we went to the Rock Nation Grammy brunch, and it's such an amazing event filled with fabulous people who are way cooler than we are <laughs> and, and um, made Lots of new friends, saw some old ones, mm. got to get all dressed up, smoked a cigar and sunshine. <laughs> it was good. Uh, I loved the coordinated outfits. Tell me more. <laughs> well, I changed outfits about 17 times. Okay, yeah. That was my first choice. However, the day that I tried the dress on, I zipped the fringe into the zipper and couldn't get it, <laughs> couldn't get it out. Yeah. So then I just stood there like an idiot and tried to like peel the dress off of myself (laughs) and had to come up with other strategies. Mm -hmm. And the suit jacket that I wore is actually a John uh, Varvedos jacket that I bought for Claudio that was way too small for him, (laughs) but not returnable. So I'm like, I'm wearing this damn jacket. Um, Yeah. A number of things that went wrong led to what ultimately worked, which is uh, my mantra, my life, life motto. Yeah, I generally trust with outfits and sometimes largely in life that things will really come together. Yeah, we are also foiled because it was super hot, like 80 degrees, oh. sunshine. But yeah, it was fantastic. And Atlas had his first slumber party at my dad's, which was so adorable. We've been really working up to him, like getting comfortable to sleep, you know, outside of the house without us. And yeah, so we landed and he was like, I would like to stay at grandpa's house. So we picked him up at the airport and they went to Universal Studios. They had the best time. He called me every two seconds on his little like Apple watch (laughs) just to give me a running narration of his day, which is so endearing and so cute. Um, And, you know, you're like 10 feet away from Jay-Z. Like, yeah, buddy, you're having a hot dog. That's great. I'm so excited. Oh, you're on Jurassic Park now? Cool. Great. Uh, And then at one point, I was talking to somebody for maybe five minutes and didn't answer his 16 missed calls. And when I picked him up that night, he was like, I can't believe you didn't answer the phone. (laughs) I can't believe all. So, but this is a really good segue into our our question for the day. Oh, yeah, it really is. (laughs) Because today we're talking about mom guilt. Oh, gosh. Here's the question. Do you struggle with mom guilt? What about partner guilt? 
take it away. So I, uh, I mean, struggle is an understatement. If I'm being honest, mom guilt, I don't know what well, partner guilt we'll get to. Uh, so I'm not sure about you, but when my son was born, I, I don't know. I didn't anticipate the amount of mom guilt I would feel. And I've thought about it a lot of times and trying to figure out sort of where does this come from? Like, why is this such a thing? I've never felt anything like this before. I have some ideas where it comes from, but I'll let you keep going. <laughs> All that I could really think uh, is, is like inspiring is this need for things to be perfect, right? Not Not just perfect in like a traditional sense, but this need to make sure you're enjoying every minute. Yeah, to feel perfect to you. Yes. Yeah. And for them, too, that you're giving them a leg up, that you're, you know, you're nurturing their brain. You're not messing them up with a sleep schedule. You're making sure they have healthy snacks. You're making – there are a lot of levels to it. Um, for me, I feel like I want to be with my son every second because I really enjoy him. And I don't want to miss the moments that that are going so quickly. Um and then the other side of it is like, am I doing the right thing? Am I screwing things up? So it, there's just all of these different layers of the guilt. And I think it's a, I don't know, I, I, I'm sure that dads feel a level of it as well. But I think the important thing is that it's not about creating the perfect childhood, right? It's not like creating this ideal scenario where your child can thrive and have everything exactly the way that it's supposed to be, because it's not going to happen that way. You know, you're, you're shooting a moving target because the world is changing around them. Their specific needs are different from what you might be reading um, or the advice your friends are giving you or, you know, whatever people are projecting on you. So I think rather than think about what is the best scenario for your kid only, you have to shift your perspective to think about what is the best situation for our family to thrive. And that includes you, that mm -hmm. includes your partner, that includes your other kids if you have them, because the best thing for your kid is to have the best thing for everybody. And so maybe that's not what, what people will tell you is the way, but it doesn't matter because that is the way that you're going to harmoniously thrive. Um, and that's the only way that I can kind of chip away at that guilt yeah, it's such a layered, it's really complicated because it didn't start with us. It started a long time ago, um, generations and generations before. I really like what you said when you said the best thing for the kid is the best thing for everyone, because I've always felt that to be true. When we had our first kid, I was, we were pretty young. And so it was a struggle, I, I think, for just um, adjusting. But also, I grew up with so many children in my family and so many cousins and um, siblings that I always wanted to incorporate the child into my life as opposed to kind of having a life that revolves around uh, a perfect schedule or the perfect plan, you know, for their lives. Like, a, And so I've always done that. And I felt like it was how I survived, <laughs> how I made it through, you know, to be able to live your life. So I definitely think that's something to think about because women, uh, mothers, whoever identifies as a mother often are maybe told or for some reason internalize this idea that they need to give everything of themselves to become selfless, to sacrifice all of their desires, sacrifice all of their time 
for the child, but I don't think that serves anyone. I don't think it's good for kids to see. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think it's good for women or mothers or people who identify as mothers to to do because then you are like I often get very existential about it because <laughs> then I'm I'm like what's the fuck what's the fucking point that we just come here and we make babies and then we give everything of ourselves for this babies and then our bait our daughters make babies and then give everything of like then we're just propagating the species is that the point of living yeah. no <laughs> that's not and so I I've really dealt a lot with it through the lens of the patriarchy and the and the systems that we live in now that tell a mother that she ought to sacrifice everything and if she doesn't she should feel guilty about it and so I I guess when I feel that guilt which I do I you know I feel guilt when I see them eating bad food it's like you said something's maybe seemingly silly um because you know organic food is important to me you know whatever you know and so I see them eating something bad and I but my initial response to mom guilt is like is anger and it's not I don't know at who <laughs> at myself at at them god forbid at at the patriarchy at the world so it's compl- it's really complicated but one thing that's helped me is um when I started when I went back to school and I was too busy to do everything because I was a stay-at-home mom it was technically my job you know to give those hours and to organize the home I couldn't do it all and I would have probably gone crazy trying to and so Adam really stepped up to split the kind of burden of of the um household load the mental load of the children and and it's still a lot because we have three kids and and we're both um you know kind of always wanting to be quote unquote art monsters <laughs> we both love to would you know be writing be playing music be drawing and so um the equity i think is really important for the mother the parent relationship to help ease the guilt because sometimes we feel like we should be doing it all and i think that comes from previous generations and family dynamics i don't know what i don't know what do you think of all that so um i agree with everything you said i think when you talk specifically about like your reaction being anger that resonated and i i feel like maybe it's just this competition between mothers being expected to push down their instincts of what they need as human beings and what they believe to be best for their children um to appease what the world says those things should be and so we're always just in conflict with ourselves and what our gut is telling us like our you know our gut saying like i need a minute or i just need to like go and sit in a quiet room and not have anyone touch me for a second and then you think oh my God, I'm the worst mom in the world because I feel that way for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Or I feel that my child should sleep in my bed with me because that's what's working for us. That's the most comfortable thing for them. And that's how I get sleep or how everybody's thriving. But then feeling like, well, this is a habit that you're going to be sleeping with me till you're 52. You know, (laughs) it's so ridiculous. These expectations that we put on people that mean nothing. Truly, they're not serving anybody except this outdated system yeah yeah it's the system because I what didn't want to come on here and be like oh men or oh Adam especially because he's he's really he's really um keeping this train rolling (laughs) but it is the system and the pressure and the judgment and the internal judgment is 
It's crazy. And it makes families fall apart from the inside because, like you said, it's not Adam. It's not Claudio. Like, these are functioning, fantastic partners who are stepping up and, and like, helping to chip away at that and helping to break that down. But when you start to feel that pressure externally, the easiest person to lash out at is the one right there in your house. And we're all doing our best to, like, push back against it and recognize uh, why we're feeling these ways. Um, and so talking like this is important because you do feel like, oh, like we're here. We're all feeling the same way. We're all feeling like overburdened. And why? Um, mothers shouldn't have to just step down as human beings. And neither should should fathers. Like no one should have to do that. And you have to look at your family as a group, as a as a system, you mm. know, as an ecosphere. And everyone needs to step up instead of stepping down. Yes. <laughs> yes, we need to. That's such a good way to like everyone does need to step up. And and it, like you said something about like crumbling from the inside and I think part yeah, it's like all of this these these like the the family is a system, but then the culture around us and the expectations and the judgments and the and um fear is all oh and and just like the pressures and the schools, the, what the schools need and what the, you know, doctors need and what the, there's a lot of, there's just so much. And sometimes when you think like, I need a break and then you're meant to feel guilty <laughs> yeah. from saying like, I need a break. I don't know. It's like, it would be nice to like, be able to have the kind of support to step away. Like we are doing like, like to go take those trips and then you know, ideally not have to answer questions like this. And I know that we do, and it's good that we are, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I'm going to go work for eight days um, away from my kids and I can't wait. And I have no guilt. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait. I I want the space and time to be able to dedicate it to what I absolutely love. So hopefully I can come back and feel refreshed. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to ask you a controversial question. Do you think that moms innately have like a different connection to their children that maybe serves the guilt stream? That's a good question. I think that obviously we, sh I mean, technically birth mothers have like the DNA and of their, you know, of their children in them and the role and beyond like the biological aspect, you know, for, for adopted children or for, you know, um, kids that you end up raising for whatever reason, there's still this like cultural thing that mothers are wholly responsible and wholly, there's, oh gosh, I'm not gonna be able to remember her name. There was a writer uh, a female writer in the book, um, Baby on the Fire Escape, mm -hmm. which is a, which was a kind of examination of women in art through the past and how they were shamed as mothers, just all these artists who were shamed as mothers. And, um, she was on a trip on a, you know, a train trip writing novels and with her husband and they were kind of socialites and her son got like an ear infection that led to meningitis. Right. And so she was blamed for her whole life, for the rest of her life, her son passed away. And her husband wasn't, you know, he was, he was fine. It made her, it caused her great suffering. Obviously it caused both great suffering because of the outcome, but she was shamed forever for like abandoning her child and not being there. 
I can't I know so I I know it's that's I don't remember the name so I don't <laughs> it's not as clear of a picture but I could find it on the internet but anyway it's just kind of like that 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 story over and over again same with Alice Neal she's a painter who um same kind of same story because um life was dangerous back then too you know the kids were it was like not the same kind of health care and and so she was it set her career back you know like 30 years which is not necessarily about the career but it's about kind of this guilt and shame and the burden of responsibility that falls on women clearly there's no denying that through history for sure for sure and you you know I think you hit the nail on the head with like in the world that we're currently living in the idea of a mother is is not universal it's 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 sort of outdated we have many different types of families and and the way that things look is very different and so it's interesting to see how it continuously evolves in situations where it's not a traditional male female birth parents whatever it is um and so this idea that that like the quote-unquote mother needs to be this emotionally connected intense biologically bonded mm-hmm. creature it, it's, it's not like creature it's not it's, yeah yeah you can love and nurture and parent another human being without that narrative and i think boundaries is like an important part of this conversation because there, you said it's not a monolith everyone's could be different and that's why it's so hard to kind of understand the role of yeah. the mother in the, in the culture I think because it really, it feels as if the ball just keeps rolling down the hill and it stops at us. And so it's, it's not that, yeah, I don't resent, you know, I don't resent being the one who like puts the band-aids on or is available or misses him when he's gone or wants to climb, you know, climb in bed with him when he's sleeping Mm -hmm. because I miss him so much because we had a bad moment in the day and I'm just now replaying it in my head. There are these things that, you know, I would consider myself very much an innately nurturing person, not just with my son or my husband, but with everybody. I feel like that's just kind of who I am. Um, And that's not because I'm a mom. That's just because that's who I am as a human being. Um, And, and pushing that role on all perceived mothers is the problem. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not bad either way. If you are that person, great. If you're not that person, also great. It's just the expectation that you are going to have to be that person because nobody else will show up. It's so true. I'm not nurturing. <laughs> I wasn't raised that way. And I do have, well, like some mom guilt, but it's all not just mom guilt because I want to be, I want to give physical affection. And so I'm like having to, like a robot, practice it, you know, because I, it's not innate and it's not natural, but I know that it's important for development. It's like really analytical. It's really intellectualized, but it's like, because it's not natural and it is beneficial for everyone, I believe, but it's not something that I'm super comfortable with, you know? So it's like, you can still grow and improve in ways that are important to you while not having to judge yourself or feel like you need to be fake or lie or you know it's like okay I intellectually understand that I'm not a nurturing person (laughs) and so I you know can work on that and that's okay Uh, you know when you start to think about those things and read the data I'm clicking (laughs) through this article oh shit yeah that are really just created to make us all feel shitty about ourselves yeah yeah 
I think we can, you know, we could talk about this all day, obviously. Yeah. But it does boil down to finding your own medium as a family. And maybe it's not perfect. It won't be. It's not going to be right for everybody every single second, but it's going to balance itself out. And look, that's what life is, right? We don't get everything we want. We don't get everything we need every second. We, we work at it, you know, to try to find a, a middle ground. Yeah, if you're not willing to be completely selfless, selfless and let yourself just be like, this is what I'm doing, then then at some point, if you don't advocate for your own needs, you're going to be resentful. You can't be completely selfless and give up all your time and sacrifice everything unless you're willing to do that, because otherwise you will end up being coming, feeling like a victim, perhaps, or resenting your kids or resenting your spouse. And so it's like you, you have you have to at some point advocate for your needs and find out what works for you let go of the guilt what is guilt I think is like shame is the bad one says Brene Brown and guilt can be useful but not if you just sit in it and it's the muck it's like so that's why I'm like okay I'm not going to feel guilty that I'm not naturally nurturing I'm going to practice it like I would practice my foreign language (laughs) you know and hug my kids more because but because I don't want to feel guilty about it, but I'm also going to go and travel the world because it's what I've always wanted to do. And I'm not going to just propagate the species, be here to propagate the species and not do what I want to do. For sure. And honestly, like what does selflessness really teach? To lose yourself. Yes. That, you know, you're not raising kids who are then team players. You're raising yeah. kids who are like, my mom was a saint and I'm an asshole. <laughs> you know? Very true. <laughs> yes. Truly. Yeah. If you don't make your children like be active participants in their lives and and consider other people's feelings and like be available to help you, that's the key. It's like you're raising humans to be a part of this world, not like to live in a space where somebody does everything for them and just gives up their own identity in their lives to make your life beautiful. You can do both. You can have a beautiful life. You can all be happy participants in the home, in the world. And then you teach your kids to to speak up if they need something, right? If they yes. do feel like they're lonely or, mm-hmm. they, you know, if, if there's a reason that you should feel guilty, they're able to yeah. articulate that in a way that, you know, doesn't just hang over your head all the time. Right. And it's like they watch, they learn by watching. And, and so if you want your children to learn to be like curious about the world or to set boundaries or to follow their passions, then they will learn from watching you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think just, just just cut the shit world. Yeah. (laughs) And if you're a mom who's feeling guilty and struggling with it, you are definitely not alone. Everybody feels like that. It doesn't mean you're not cut out for this. All of us feel like, you know, we're, we're doing our best and we're never enough. Um, and take a little break, give yourself some slack. Okay. Real quick. Cause we have another part to this question and I, and I don't know what it means. So you're going to have to tell me what about partner guilt? Well, I'm not positive. I'm assuming <laughs> I'm assuming maybe they are talking about like like you're not there available enough for your partner, maybe? Yeah. Like not doing it right. Time for dates mm-hmm. or intimacy or whatever it is. Um and I I don't know. <laughs> I don't necessarily feel guilty. Um a, about that because if he's a grown-ass man yeah like we're we're pretty good about figuring out you know time for each other I mean I think it's important to make time for like dates and that doesn't have to be 
something grandiose. It can be 15 minutes at the end of the day where you like sit down and um, touch base, cuddle. I think physical contact is so important. I do. I think we, we talk about this a lot, but I really think making time for intimacy is key because it keeps you connected in a way that is chemical. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes, like, I get it. You have kids. Your life is very, very full. But I I do think, like, sometimes you might not be into it and then you could get into it. Just (laughs) step back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Hold hands. Kiss. Like, do the things. Yeah, that makes sense. I it's funny that talking about not feeling not like loving physical contact or nurturing, but I think maybe that's why I've been with Adam for 15 years because he's like the one person to where I'm like, come here, you know, come yeah. here. So you gotta find that person that brings it out in you. Totally. But yeah, I agree. I think and if you are feeling partner guilt because you know, it's it's okay because sometimes we are not perfect and sometimes we are messing up, sometimes we are selfish. And sometimes we're tired and angry and annoyed and that's fine. That's yeah. okay. You are allowed to be those things and you, but you also maybe can are allowed to be self-aware enough to say, you know what? I'm dropping the ball or I'm grumpy or I'm let's go on a date, you know, whatever it takes. So I think, yeah, hopefully because there's already enough to feel bad about in the world. We just got to have fun. I think a little, you know, with our, if we can make it fun, and remember that it's supposed to be like an enjoyable experience to be alive, especially when you have control over those. You have a, There's a lot of things you don't have control over, but it's like you have control over who you're with and how you sure. spend your life. And so if you can maybe just shift the perspective to be like, oh, let's like have fondue <laughs> and yeah. watch a movie or like um, hang out. And the two are related, right? Like, the, like child guilt, mom guilt, and partner guilt, I would imagine are very directly related. And if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling like burdened in your life, then sometimes that it's easy for that to slip into your relationship. And like, trust me, it happens in my often, uh, you know, where it's just, again, they're the person that's easiest to like lash out at or feel resentful about. And so my suggestion would be, like you're saying, like, if there's an issue, if you feel like something is festering, talk about it, get it out, you know, come to a solution because the longer that you wait and you start to feel guilt about the way that you're treating each other, the way that you're not available for each other, it's going to get more intense. Maybe it's not resolved when you talk about it. Maybe there's still some work to do, but definitely don't let it go, you know, because at the end of the day, the best thing for your family is to try to do the best thing you know, for, for the adults in the room. And so if that means like working through something or even not being together because it's just too much, yeah. you know, you're, you're realizing you're not aligned. Yeah. I was thinking that too, like, you don't have to be with anyone. <laughs> if yeah. it's not, if you're not happy, you don't have to be with anyone, but also not being with each other was thinking about Kaylee's advice. Cause it's like, you just like take a weekend alone, recalibrate, just hang out with your friends, you know, your girlfriends, go to a, an art class or like reset a little Adam uh, you probably won't mind me telling this story but last night we were just kind of like unload you know we're just like talking about how we're doing and like talking about our week and all that and he's like kind of um if we're in a bad mood you know and he's like and I don't know if I'm just making it worse you know with your attitude and so sometimes we like Kaylee said like maybe you don't need to be talking because you're just making it worse like sometimes we just bring ourselves if we're if we're like focused on the downward slope we bring ourselves down yeah that's a great point 
the best thing you could do. Just don't talk on phone. <laughs> yeah. 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 Doing a little soul searching and trying to sift out like if, if you're the problem or if there's really something to like work through. And if, if you can find it and it feels right to you, like connecting. You're talking about sex because it's just, it's really good for you. It's good for your body. It's good yeah. for your marriage. Just get it on, you know. <laughs> Do the thing. A lot of research on it as I as I make everything intellectualized, but you know. <laughs> Do you have a, a... <laughs> I feel like we need a quote or something here, Mish. I'm sure. Dig deep. Yeah, no, I listen to a lot of podcasts <laughs> about like well, like a Buddhist podcast about like how to about make... sex. Well, they, podcast they, about yeah, sex? there was one. It Give was me the really one. good. That's it was um the way out is in this one I love, and he's talking about Joe Confino is the host, one of them. And he's talking about how he had all these insecurities that he didn't realize around sex and around intimacy and vulnerability and like, you know, kind of playing this role like with sex and that was negative. You know, if he didn't get it, he felt hurt or if he did, he felt validated. And it's more just like if we can, you know, intellectualize it or like not externalize it a little, talk about it a little more, be like, what do you, what is it? It can just be a way to connect and and if we can kind of remove any baggage or insecurities or certainly like weaponized use of it for sure yeah then then it can just be like an enjoyable way to connect yes sometimes the literal way out is it <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we'll leave you <laughs> i hope everybody can uh try to have a less guilty week yeah loosen up put your hair down like the little moments in parenting and in love and in all the things can feel like huge moments that are going to impact our lives so deeply. And usually they're not. Usually it's a, it's a little blip in a day. You yeah. can have a bad morning. It doesn't make it a bad day. You can have yeah. a bad day. It doesn't make it a bad life. Just keep chugging along. Yeah. Man, I needed this. I didn't know how much I needed to really get this out. I was, you know, you know, sometimes after Christmas, you're just like, a little lost <laughs> Christmas New Year you're kind of getting back <laughs> climbing out of that hole so this is nice thanks for the question all right well everybody have an amazing week uh we have a lot of great guests coming up keep submitting your questions and we will see you in a week bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.